are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have so much to get to today. Week one of the NFL is in the books. Some gigantic things happen in the NBA world. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Always 76% ready. That should be on your business cards. I, I had so much fun this week. It, the Colts were terrible, but that's okay. I love the NFL. It is my first love. Webb, when Thursday's game started, Cowboys versus Bucks, how excited were you on a scale of 1 to 10? Because I was at 35. 35? That's low, buddy. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, you're only at 35? I'm disappointed. I was like 100. It was so good. It was, it was so good to have football back. I, I, sometimes on like a Thursday night, I'll only watch half the game if it's terrible. This week, all the games I watched. There was no breaks. Thursday till Monday, no breaks at all. I was all in. It was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, especially when you have like a huge, like a long slate of early afternoon games, the one o'clock games, and you know you're going to watch a Sunday night game. Sometimes, you know, I'll take a, I wouldn't say a break on the late afternoon games, but I'm not as intently watching it. But this one, I was like, I was zoned in all day from one to, what was it? 1130-ish Eastern yeah. time. Yeah, sometimes if you watch the one to four game, you need to take a break at the four to seven game. So if like the Rams are playing the who's a bad team, the Colts, like you might sit that one out. You might pass on that one because it's going to be terrible. But this week I was all in. I loved it. Well, they they got you right because they had really good games in the afternoon. Like, well, supposedly like Green Bay and New Orleans should have been a better game. And uh, Cleveland and uh, and and the Chiefs, which was a really good game. Uh, those are in the late afternoon. You couldn't take a break, man. It was the best. We're going to break down all the games, some longer than others, because some things I don't think we need to talk about too much. Uh, just major takeaways, how we see it going forward. Let's start with the Thursday night game, Cowboys versus Buccaneers. Webb and I picked this game. I picked Dallas to cover and Tampa to win like a genius. Webb picked Tampa to win and Tampa to cover. I was right because Tampa won 31-29. Webb, how does it feel to get the first game of the year wrong, like always, for you? I hate you so much. And you know you're lucky. You're a Chris Godwin uh, uh, turnover away from me holding on and, and getting that spread right. But, I mean, on the other hand, you could say Zerline wouldn't have missed all those kicks. So it's a, it was a very weird game. I think that it was just weird and it was a great game. Cowboys probably should have won, but I resent you for that comment, sir. I had to start it off like that. Uh, Dak looked amazing. He was 42-58. In my best Stephen A. boys, he threw for about 403 yards, about three touchdowns. Zeke didn't do much at all. Uh, Amari Cooper went off, get 13 catches, two touchdowns, almost 140 yards. C.D. Lamb looked uncoverable. He was amazing, but the Bucs are the Bucs. Their defense wasn't as good as I thought it would be for the first week, but Brady is Michael Myers. Like, you just, you can't kill this guy. He's always coming. There was, Dallas took the lead with, I think it was like two minutes left or whatever it was, and I had no doubt that Tom Brady was going to drive down the field, winning field goal, end the game. I was sure it was going to happen. It did happen. He has paid some kind of wizard to give him, like, he doesn't age. It's amazing. What did you take away from this game most? Like, did Dallas losing or Tampa winning? What was more impressive to you? Uh, 
so I'm just going to pat myself on the back because I uh, selected or predicted that Dak Prescott is going to be the comeback play of the year. And he started off on a great start. Um, and I also thought that Zeke, I believe I said last week, they were going to hold Zeke. Um, you know, they're going to give him a, a hard time running the football. Uh, Tampa's a really good run defense and um, it was a great game. They also lost uh, Sean Murphy bunting to a pretty grotesque uh, injury. Uh, it's pretty bad. And uh, that could probably explain why the receivers were uncoverable like that. I thought that Dallas probably lost the game more than Tampa won it because um, Dallas was had all the, all the momentum firing on all cylinders, and it was the special teams really that cost them the game. They should have been up more than just uh, – were they up one or two when there, it was two minutes left? One. Right. That would make sense. They hit the field goal. So it was 29-28. Um, should have been more than that. It probably should – Dallas should have had probably, I don't know, 35 points at least. Um, so Brady should have been driving to score, like a, a touchdown rather than just get within getting within field goal range. It was it was a great game. I think I think Dallas, their offense looked amazing. And uh their defense didn't look too shabby either to start the uh to start the game. I think Dallas's defense, it it's gonna need some work. Micah Parsons is gonna get better, which is gonna help them per- as the year goes on, he'll get better. I think they'll become a better unit. I'm still worried about their corners, but hopefully they can improve. They seem like the cream of the NFC East right now. So I think I had Washington doing that, and I might look foolish in a little while. I did predict Antonio Brown would be the number two receiver on the Bucks this season. And I feel like a genius right now, Webb, because he looks dominant. And I am furious I didn't draft him in fantasy. Is he better than Chris Godwin and Mike Evans right now? Is he a better receiver than those guys? No. And I also want to say that I predicted Godwin is someone you should reach for. And he looked like the number one receiver in Tampa because Mike Evans was invisible. I don't know what that was attributed to, but you're right. Antonio Brown looks great. He looks like the number two receiver in Tampa, but I would argue that Chris Godwin is the number one receiver. So Mike Evans drops down to three for me. If that Gronkowski would probably be the third pass catcher. Uh, Evans is probably fourth. So I think the reason for that is Mike Evans was namely a touchdown guy last season. And if Gronk is going to be there all season, he's the touchdown guy. He's the, he's a bigger body than Mike Evans. Mike Evans was a big body. Gronk is the biggest body. And I think if he's fully healthy this season and ready to go all year, cause he played football last season, the Mike Evans might have a really tough year this year where he's not getting involved very much. Cause if he, if Brady is not looking for him in the end zone, he doesn't do anything better than Godwin or, or Brown. Okay. There was 16 games. Let's move on to Sunday. Uh, I'm going to start with the Eagles versus Falcons. The Eagles won 32 to 6. Webb and I both predicted this. Uh, sorry, I predicted this wrong. I had Atlanta winning. Webb predicted it correctly. Philly winning and covering. Jalen Hurts played out of his mind 27 for 35, three touchdowns, 260 yards. Devontae Smith showed up. An amazing touchdown catch, 67, six catches, 71 yards. Matt Ryan looked like garbage. Uh, I bet the Falcons are wishing they had Justin Fields right now and not Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts also did very little. He had 31 yards. I thought Atlanta would be decent this year. It looks like I was wrong. 
Webb, what did you take away from this game? Uh, I still think both teams are bad. I, I think I think Atlanta's bad. I thought Matt Ryan would be better than he is. I'm starting to think that he's done. Um, I think that we're seeing Brady and Rodgers play for a long period of time. And I think we're starting to assume that when you're in your mid-30s, as a quarterback, you can still play. I don't know if that applies to Matt Ryan. He looks finished and he didn't look good last year without Julio. Now, obviously, Julio's on Tennessee, so he won't have Julio ever. He has Calvin Ridley, who's a fantastic receiver, and he looked terrible. Um, your boy, Devontae Smith, I thought looked very good. And I've been down on that draft pick. So uh, you look you look good for, for predicting that he would shine, and he did immediately. And we both were down on Kyle Pitts making impact immediately, and it looks like we were right there. So I still don't want to give Philly too much credit because I think Atlanta is going to be really bad. But Philly really surprised me. They dominated. So you have to give Atlanta credit for losing so terribly, and you have to give Philly credit for dominating. Jalen Hurts, I had low expectations coming into the season for him, looked out of this world good. He didn't throw the ball deep very well. It was a lot of screen passes, a lot of underneath stuff. But that's what he was asked to do, and he did it phenomenally well. I, I'm not sure how good Philly's going to be this season, but I am sure Jalen Hurts will not be a reason that this team suffers. I think he is a solid NFL quarterback and will produce – he will not make mistakes to cost you games. He plays smart. He plays well. I like Jalen Hurts quite a bit. Yeah, I think you're right. And he did a good job. He sped around the ball. The, the Philly defense looked good. And I'm looking right now at the possession. Um, for some reason, I thought Philly had the ball a lot more than Atlanta, but it wasn't that big of a discrepancy. Atlanta had chances to score. They just suck. And, or, or Philly's defense is not as bad as we thought it was. Maybe both are true. Eh, they probably suck. Okay, let's move on to Steelers versus Bills. Some thought this could be a future AFC playoff matchup. I was not one of those, but some people thought it. Pittsburgh dominated 23-16. Webb predicted this as well. He had Pittsburgh winning and covering. I did not. I believed in Buffalo. I was wrong. None of these teams' offenses played very well. This was a defensive slobber knocker. Josh Allen threw 51 times, completed 30, looked very mediocre. Pittsburgh's defense uh, didn't rush. They they used to be called Blitzburg because they blitz so much. They sent four guys at Josh Allen the whole game and basically said, hey, you're going to have to beat us, beat our corners. And Josh Allen was incapable of doing that. Big Ben looked very mediocre. Uh, for being in shape this year, it did not seem like he was. I don't know what's going on here, man. Maybe Josh Allen was coronated the next guy a little too soon. Or maybe Pittsburgh's defense is just going to be one of the best in football. I'm not sure where it come down on this side of the argument. What do you think was the takeaway? Was it Josh Allen isn't ready or this defense is just amazing in Pittsburgh? Yeah, so I've been saying that Pittsburgh's defense is scary. I think it was the scariest front seven in the in the NFL. And um, I think I predicted also that Josh Allen is going to have a hard time. Um, you know, what also hurt Buffalo is that Zach Moss was out. So their running game is non-existent. Devin Singletary is just not, just not that guy to, to, to move the chains for them on the ground. And uh, you're right. I think also Big Ben's done, man. He's done. Um, he's more done than Matt Ryan. They scored, Pittsburgh scored 17 points in the, in the fourth quarter. 
that offense in Pittsburgh looks putrid. I thought they'd be better than 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 they are. And um, yeah, I in terms of your question, um, well, it depends on how what you thought Josh Allen was going to be. Was he going to be the guy that takes the Bills to the Super Bowl in the next year or two? Yeah, that might be premature. Or is he deserving of that money? We were both like on the fence with that. So I'm not off the Josh Allen uh, train or boat, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I think he he had a rude awakening. Maybe it's good that this happened to him in week one rather than, you know, the wild card or, you know, the, the divisional. Maybe this is what Buffalo needs. I am still in on Josh Allen. I think the physical traits are the best of anyone in football. Better than Patrick Mahomes. He, he's just bigger, stronger, and faster than Mahomes. Mahomes is the better quarterback as of right now. But physically, no one in the league can do what Josh Allen can do. But he struggled this week. And I'm not sure mentally if he's ready to dominate elite defenses like this yet. I think he can get there. But I think that Pittsburgh switching up what they usually do totally threw him off. He did not know how to handle it. Minka Fitzpatrick destroyed his day. Uh, JJ, sorry, TJ Watt had a huge strip sack. TJ Watt barely played and dominated. <laughs> like He is worth the money, by the way. I want to set a shout out TJ Watt really quick because when he got drafted, I think it was end of the first round. People thought he was a second round pick and they were like, ah, I don't know about this guy's. And he's been amazing and he is deserving of that money. So good for you, TJ Watt. It was a good game. I like this game a lot. I like Slugfest, and this was definitely a Slugfest. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree with you. I'd like to see these guys meet again in the playoffs somehow. This is defense against against purely offense, although Buffalo has zero running game, like zero. It's just passing and Josh Allen scrambling. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, which one comes out on top. Pittsburgh also has no offense, period. It's bad. It's so bad. Buffalo has no running game. Pittsburgh has no offense, period. <laughs> I was ruthless. Okay, let's move on to the Vikings versus Bengals. Cincinnati won in overtime 27-24 in a game that neither team seemed like they wanted to win. Joe Burrow came back. I thought he looked really good. Kirk Cousins never left, and I thought he was okay. Uh Jamar Chase had drop problems all through preseason and camp. Caught five passes for 101 yards and a touchdown. It looks like he can catch again. Adam Thielen dominated for Minnesota. I think Cincinnati is going to be a fun offense and a terrible defense. And I think Minnesota is going to be very average everywhere. I just, I don't believe in anything this team does that well. Dalvin Cook's electric. I think the offense is just okay. The defense is just okay. I think Mike Zimmer, this might be his last year in Minnesota. What did you take away from this game? Uh, I was very impressed by Jamar Chase. I'll say that a guy, or it's not a not a player that I've been down on, but being selected number five overall over Penny Sewell and Rashawn Slater, I thought was stupid. I'm not going to say it was smart to do it because of this game, but he looked really good. That 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 score that he had was very impressive. How he shook off the corner. Um, and especially, like you said, with all the, the drops that he had in preseason, Joe Burrow looked good. Dalvin Cook, uh, I was really disappointed in. Um, Adam Thielen, my boy, I thought he killed it. I thought he did very well. I know you're down on Adam Thielen, but I thought he he was very impressive too, man. 
I am furious at Adam Thielen because in fantasy, I chose Julio Jones over him. And Why? I was because they're both so injury prone. I was like, Julio Jones is still Julio Jones. If you see right. both those guys in a pick game, like who are you picking just based on how they look? Oh, 100% Julio. But like Ex- now his role in Tennessee is unknown. You know what Thielen's going to give you. Is he still a giant human being who runs really fast? Yes. Julio Jones should be good at football. I don't understand what happened, okay? Yeah, don't I, act I, like I, I'm crazy for thinking Julio Jones could still be good. No, he's Julio... The best, he's the most impressive physical person in the world. Like, he's ridiculous. Yeah. No, Julio is a phenom, but but you know what you're getting with... I don't know. I just like the stability with Thielen. And I don't think he's that injury prone. I think he had one bad hamstring injury once. WBB. You know how I feel about that. Just not doing it. No, thank you. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> We're getting to something real quick. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for Joe Burrow, by the way. I th- I'm glad to see him back. I think the league is more fun when he is good. And I am look- I think this could op- be a really electric offense. And I, I think I'm really happy about it. Because Mixon's great. The receivers are great. It's going to be excellent. Let's move on to a game that I really enjoyed. The San Francisco 49ers against the Detroit Lions. San Francisco won 41-33. This was a blowout for a while, and then Detroit somehow came back and made it, like, so San Fran didn't cover the 8.5, if you had an 8.5. Webb and I had it at 8, though. Or, sorry, 7.5, so they covered. So we were happy we got that one right. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played pretty well. Trey Lance threw the first touchdown of the game for some reason. He just came in for one throw and then left and didn't really come back. Uh, Jared Goff played pretty well, Webb. I was happy to see that. It was a lot of garbage time, but he didn't play terrible, and the, the receivers are terrible. But I have a question for you, Webb. Uh, you were saying all offseason about Bastion of Health, Jason Verrett. I said, you know what? He's not healthy very often. You're like, no, trust me, Coop. This guy never hurt in his life. We did the math. He played under four games a year for like seven years. He got halfway through this game, torn ACL. How do you feel going forward about the San Francisco 49ers defense? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that Jason Verrett, and what I said was that he told the injuries no. He just said, no, not anymore. I'm not getting hurt. Sorry, that was what you said. I haven't got that wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's way better. Yeah, I was obviously wrong about that. Uh, I don't know what to say, man. But in terms of San Francisco's uh, defense, it seems like they're missing uh, Salah because, like you said, they were up big. And to let Detroit crawl back, the crowd was really into it. Uh, Detroit had the ball last. It looked like, uh, you know, Goff was possibly going to try and and, uh, score and maybe do the the two-point conversion to tie it up. Of course he didn't. He threw the ball into the ground, um, but <laughs> he didn't play badly in 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 a garbage time. So I won't bash him today. But that I think that's I think that loss looks worse. Sorry, that game looks worse on San Francisco than it does Detroit losing. I think I think the loss isn't that bad for Detroit. I think everyone thought they were going to lose. Uh, we should mention uh, other bastion of health. Raheem Mostert is out for the season as well. Now he got through half a game instead of the four he usually plays. But I want to talk about Detroit really quick and their receiving because they had no receivers get do anything. Hawkinson, their tight end, had eight catches. And then two running backs, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, both had eight catches. This was really interesting to me 
because I think the coach just realizes we have no receivers. We're just throwing short all day because Jared Goff is not good at throwing deep. I was impressed with what they did. They have very little, but they did okay with what they had. So good for Detroit. Yeah, and good. Rams is a contender. Yeah, I, like I agree with you. Everyone thought Detroit was going to lose the game, and that's why I was disappointed when San Fran was letting them crawl back in. If you let Detroit put up 33 points on you, I don't know, man. I predicted San Fran to win 12 games. San Fran's offense better be electrifying. And I, I think it's just this Detroit. They were up so much, they kind of took their foot off the gas. I think against a real team, they'll be more invested. But who knows? Okay. okay. Uh, the, maybe the performance of the day. The Arizona Cardinals against the Tennessee Titans. Arizona dominated 38-13. Kyler Murray had one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen in my life where he juked out like seven different people, hit Hopkins for a 15-yard throw. Chandler Jones is all the way back. He had five sacks. The left tackle, Taylor Lewan in Tennessee, admitted he got his ass kicked all day. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones did basically nothing. Hopkins and Christian Kirk both had two touchdowns. This Arizona defense is for real. They finished top 10 in DVOA last season, which I, for some reason, thought they were not that good a defense. But with J.J. Watt there, Isaiah Simmons taking a step forward, Zayvon Collins, their first-round pick, playing pretty well as a rookie, it makes their corners that are a little weaker. They don't have to do as much because their front seven is dominant. I think this team could be a problem. Tennessee was favored to win the AFC South, and Arizona ran through them like Taco Bell after a night of drinking. Like I just think this team is really good this season. Kyler Murray might win MVP. I'm all in on Arizona, man. I'm very happy with how this team played. Damn. That was a mouthful. Uh, I think you're right. Kyler Murray and Hop, that connection's fantastic. And when you think when you think Kyler's down, it's kind of like Lamar, right? Like when you think he's about to get sacked or he's about to get pushed out of bounds, like it just doesn't happen. Um, is it possible Tennessee's bad too? Like I think what you said is right. And I remember last year, Arizona having a solid pass defense, but then they lost their corners. So I didn't think they were going to be good this year. Um, but then they got JJ Watt and uh, kept Reddick and stuff. So I don't, it, I don't it know is possible. Say, but, it is yeah. possible Tennessee is bad. It's possible that their offense got a little worse with Arthur Smith being the head coach of Atlanta and their defense was just never that good. That is definitely possible. They could still win the AFC South because that's trash division. <laughs> but it's possible they are bad. But I want to just get sorry. Oh no, sorry. I was gonna say it still seems like it's Derrick Henry or bust for for the Titans. And we know Derrick Henry has a slow start every single year, but at the end of the year, he's gonna start tacking on these two hundred yard games. Um, so I think that's just typical Derrick Henry, who's gonna struggle for the first four games this year, and then the next uh, thirteen games, he's gonna dominate. And still get like close to 2,000 yards rushing, if not 2,000 yards rushing. At one point of this game, Derrick Henry had eight carries for nine yards. A Saquon stat. Just wanted to point that, that out for you. If that. Because Saquon probably would have had like seven fewer yards and two more carries. <laughs> Maybe. I, I just think that this Arizona team, if the defense plays like that and Kyler State can stay healthy, the sky is the limit. I really think that this could be one of the best teams in football because Kyler is so electric. Chase Edmonds, the running game just isn't that good, but 
their offense could be amazing. I'm I'm really looking forward to see what Atlanta, what Arizona can do this season. I really am. Okay, a game I did not want to get to, Webb. The Seahawks played the Colts in Indianapolis. The Seahawks dominated 28-16. The game wasn't even that close. Russell Wilson hit Tyler Lockett for two amazing touchdowns. Carson Wentz played like trash. He got hit 15 times. Uh, he he had six, 12 completions to the running backs, and that was basically all he did. I was so underwhelmed by this Colts team. The defense played terrible. Uh, Russell Wilson is amazing. He was 18 for 23, four touchdowns. I think he had four touchdowns at halftime. I could be wrong there. But I think he had, he had three at halftime. He was dominant. And Russell Wilson is a dominant quarterback. He's not an MVP, but he's dominant. And I just, th- I think this Colts team, people thought that Carson Wentz would just be the old Carson Wentz because Frank Reich and him are best friends or whatever. And I think we saw today that's not going to happen. So Webb, let me hear it. Uh, say what you want to say about the Colts because you're a bad person. Well, Russ is my kind of runner up for MVP this year. And he definitely looks great. Um, they have a new offensive coordinator and he looks fantastic. Uh, I could be wrong, but the first half touchdowns he scored were all like bombs he threw, all breakaways, kind of embarrassing for that Colts passing defense. Um, but Russ looked really good. Wentz, this is his first game. I'll give him a, a few more games to you know get into rhythm. I know you hate him, so uh, you won't. Uh, he's dead to you. But I think I think this was really good for Russ to come out and make that statement. He has put himself in the MB com- MVP conversation that he will surely lose December 1st. But as of right now, he's definitely in that chalk. So I think Seattle's going to be a really fun team this year. Shane Waldron is the new offensive coordinator. They stole him from your Rams. And it seems like he knows what he's doing. So Seattle's offense can be much more, more balanced this year, not so much heavy on the run, and let Russ cook. So I think that's going to be a good season for him. Yep. Good thing, took, MVP. <laughs> good thing I took Tyler Boyd uh, before Russell Wilson in the, the fantasy draft. Really paid off for me. <laughs> I love when you do that stuff. Okay. The L.A. Chargers played Washington. L.A. won 20-16. to 16. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt and put on IR right at the beginning of this game and with a hip injury at least six weeks. Justin Herbert played okay, came down, came cl- down clutch at the end, hit a bunch of down, a bunch of really long third downs to get the seal the victory. I thought Tyler Henneke, Taylor Henneke is pretty good. I was surprised with Washington's quarterback. What did you think about him during this game? Yes, I thought he did a good job too. I still believe that Washington would have won that game if uh, Fitz didn't get hurt because the Chargers didn't look that impressive to me. Like uh, this very lofty expectations for Herbert and for Eckler. Keenan Allen, I thought, looked phenomenal. I thought he looked like an absolute man amongst boys. But um, yeah, you know, I was, I agree with you. Haneke looked good. Um, but both uh, both offenses looked kind of meh to me. I expected more from the Chargers. I agree with that. I think there was some. I don't know if it was rookie jitters, but I agree. It was they weren't firing on all cylinders yet for sure. And just really quickly, I want to say for the last game, uh, Webb picked Indy to win and cover that, and I had Seattle because I was smart. Webb stupid. Uh, okay, nothing. All right. <laughs> Worse. I'm saving I it. I, I think Washington's defense underwhelmed me more than anything was t- today. I thought they would be a, like a dominant force. And I wanted to take, say I was wrong because Rashawn Slater, Rashawn Slater 
handled that Washington D-line. There's a video going around Twitter where he is just pushing guys over. No one's getting through. Played amazing. And uh, I, I thought he wouldn't be quite ready for this season. And Pierce, he's dominant. So good pick by the Chargers there. Bad pick by several other teams that could have used his services. Teams really are stupid because if you don't have a good offensive line, you're never going to win football games. It's the most important thing to do. You can win with a bad quarterback and a great offensive line. You cannot win with a good quarterback and a bad offensive line. It's impossible. Okay. Ask Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's been trying to do it for a while. <laughs> okay, uh, I think maybe the most surprising game of the day, Houston at Jacksonville. Houston came out and beat the brakes off Jacksonville. Terod Taylor apparently is the best quarterback in football. I, I was so happy to see this. Trevor Lawrence's first game, he played okay. Uh, he had three picks, but three touchdowns. I just love seeing Terod do this, man. I have been the hugest Terod Taylor fan. He won the starting job against Justin Herbert last year until a doctor stabbed him in the lung. And I'm really happy he's getting a second chance because he has always got a short stick. And he's a good NFL quarterback. He should be starting somewhere because he's really good at football. I like Terod. I, I was shocked by this game, too. Just last week, I was saying Houston is actively trying to fold this season. And, you know, maybe this is the conspiracy theorist in me, but I think they might shut down Terod soon. <laughs> he looks too good, and it seems like they're going to win maybe six, seven games <laughs> now. I, I think Houston's plan was to be respectable. Like, all, if you look through their offense and defense, there aren't a lot of holes. Like, they have NFL players everywhere. There's no strengths. But it's, there's nowhere where, like, this is a terrible unit. They signed professional players. And these professional players beat the hell out of these rookies on Jacksonville. Urban Meyer might, Urban Meyer might be a trash NFL coach. He might not be able to do it. The USC job opened up this weekend. How, what are the odds he takes the USC job tomorrow? Like 20%, 10%, what do you think? He is yeah, known for leaving It's not jobs. zero. It's for it's sure not, not zero. zero. <laughs> <laughs> Although Eric Bannemi is supposed to be uh, someone considering that job as well, but uh, it, it's definitely not zero for Urban Meyer, especially after Sunday. Urban Meyer is known for fixing college programs very fast. There has never been a program that needs to be fixed more than USC right now. He could do that in like an hour and a half. And then he wouldn't have a boss anymore. He got fined a bunch for COVID stuff and for other stuff. The NFL might not be for him. Trevor Lawrence might need a new face to run this program. I, I think Jacksonville, we might have had the, the wrong worst team in this division. It might be Jacksonville by a, by a long, long way. Houston looked all right, man. They did. I just thought they were giving up on the season. They were trading players for nothing. Like it was a fire sale. So I just assumed... They would be bad, but Terod might be MVP candidate. <laughs> so here's what you and I didn't think about. And that I think going forward, I will consider a lot more. Houston has all these guys on one-year contracts. You can have the front office want to lose games, but these players want a contract next year. So it's a bunch of guys who know if they play pretty well, they can get a deal next season. And I didn't think about that. I thought, eh, but these guys want to play hard. Terod wants a starting job next season. If he plays well this year, could he get the Teddy Bridgewater $60 million deal? I don't see why he couldn't or why he shouldn't. Mark Ingram got no money. If he has a good year, 
Why couldn't he get $12 million next season? Like a bunch of these guys could get paid if they play well. And I'm really hoping they do because I love seeing Tarad play. He's so much fun. A really good point that you raised. I hadn't thought about that either. Um, so we'll see. Like, hopefully my boy, Brandon Cooks, unsung hero, gets paid as well. Gets a nice extension because he's probably going to be traded. He's got paid enough, because... right? Let's calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one guy I don't want to get paid anymore. <laughs> give some money to the other players? Yeah, give some back. Give some to your doctors. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think this is the last game at one o'clock. It was the Jets at Panthers. Panthers won 19-14. I thought the Jets looked terrible. Kai Becton got hurt. Uh, they're not saying how long he's out for, but he was crying on the sideline, which is never a good sign. Sam Darnold came. I thought he played really well. He had a rushing touchdown. Didn't throw the ball away at all. Zero interceptions, which was, was his curse. McCaffrey looked back. He played really well. He almost had 200 yards total on the ground and in the air. I mean, the thing is, I thought Carolina looked good, but they did it against the Jets, so it's really hard to judge since the Jets are terrible. And Zach Wilson looked mediocre to me. He has arm talent, but I'm not sure he's going to be even serviceable this year. What is your takeaway from this game? So I don't think Carolina looked that good offensively. I mean, I think McCaffrey looked amazing. I don't know if I'd say I thought Donna looked that great. Um, the score that he had uh, running, you know, the rushing touchdown he had was surprising. But I don't know, man. Like, maybe it seemed like he did more at times. But I'm looking at his numbers now because it's been a couple of days. Uh, five carries for negative one yards. Uh, 24 for 35 for 279 yards and one touchdown. I thought they should have beaten up on the Jets more. The Jets started to come back in the end. I think this team is in trouble offensively if McCaffrey goes down again. I mean, that's kind of obvious, but I figured with Sam Darnold, even if McCaffrey went down, I thought they wouldn't be, you know, DOA, but we'll see. Yeah, I think there's not much we can take away from this game yet because we don't know how bad the Jets are. Although Carolina had six sacks, which I think is a good start for this team because they need to get up faster to have any chance. Okay, let's move to the Sunday afternoon games, which were pretty impressive. Let's start with the Dolphins versus Patriots. The Dolphins won the last second, 17-16. Damian Harris had a chance to win the game in the final three minutes and fumbled at his own at the Dolphins, like 10-yard line, costing the game. Tua was mediocre to me. Mac Jones was also pretty mediocre. I think that there's not much we can take away yet because both teams just played not to lose almost. I'm not sure how good Tua is. I'm not sure how good Mac Jones is. And I don't think we'll know for a couple of weeks about both those guys. Yeah, I think I agree with you. This is, I think the jury's out on both teams. Um, the difference is Mac Jones, this is his first, his first game, his first, you know, pro game. And he just found out he was a starter like a week or so ago. This is Tua's second year. I expected a little bit more more urgency from him, but who knows? Let's see how these, these players fare. And then the next couple months. The Patriots offense, I thought, looked pretty good. Uh, there was some good balance there. The tight ends showed up. The running game was good besides the fumble. I think I think the Dolphins could get better. I think Tua has to get be willing to throw the ball down the field more. And if he does, I think this could be a really fun offense. But as of right now, I think we're in wait-and-see mode. Yeah, and also Jalen Waddle scored um, as well. So we had some good showings from some of these early-round uh, 
receivers who were selected in in the first round, which surprised me. I didn't think they were going to do this well first day. I think that's another takeaway for me. I think the teams made sure they did well. So guys like you wouldn't kill them anymore. <laughs> this is the plan. Okay. Uh, the Broncos versus the Giants. I thought the Giants would win this game. The Broncos dominated 27-13. I was really impressed how the Broncos played. Jerry Judy was a monster, but he left halfway through the game with an ankle injury that was sent to me. And as it was sent to me, it said too graphic to display. And I was like, that can't be good. So I didn't even watch it. But I'm hoping he's okay. It's a high ankle sprain, apparently. He'll be back in six to eight weeks. Teddy Bridgewater was perfectly mediocre to me. He game managed, didn't throw the game away. Daniel Jones was very mediocre and to bad. I think the Giants defense was going to be better. Were you, were you as unimpressed with the Giants defense as I was? Because I thought they were going to be great and they were very, very average. I was very disappointed. I chose the Giants to win this division, win 10 games. They put up barely any points. What did they have? 13, 13 points. Um, I just don't know, man. I thought Daniel Jones was going to have a surprising year. I was very disappointed. I, Saquon didn't surprise me. He did what he does. And I think... Like, sorry, time... really quick. Really quick. Who had more yards yesterday rushing? Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley? To be honest, I looked. So I know the answer for, ah. to this. <laughs> um, and uh, so just for the listeners, it's, it's Daniel Jones, more yards rushing and more yards per carry than Saquon. 27-26. It's yeah. sad. You were right about Saquon being very average and bad. You congrats. You were right. <laughs> Thank you, Coop. Thank you for saying that. I just I just wanted you to acknowledge that Saquon's overrated. He had one really good rookie season. I don't know. To me, he might be RG3, honestly. I really hope not, but it's been bad. It's been really bad right now. So <laughs> can't really defend it. Uh Denver, I thought would have an elite defense, and they looked really strong. So Good job by them. Uh, Ronald Darby got put on IR today, so big money cornerback got hurt. Something to take note of, but they have 17 corners there, so they should be okay. <laughs> okay, maybe the most surprising game of the day. The Saints dominated the Packers 38-3. Jameis Winston had 150 yards and five touchdowns. I've never seen that before. 14 for 20, five touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I want to say he played okay, but he played terrible. It was bad. Two interceptions. He said today uh, that on one of them, he got hit in the nuts, and that's why he threw it. So that's an excuse, I guess. I think that Jameis Winston did exactly what I wanted to see him do, which was not throw the ball away. He played in control like I knew he could. Jameis Winston is back. Jameis over Carson Wentz any day of the week. I am team Jameis forever. And this made me seem right again because Jameis Winston is a good NFL quarterback. Also, did you notice how fast he looked? He could move now. He is fast. He was slow before. The New Orleans, New Orleans Saints are winning the Super Bowl. Jameis Winston MVP. Mark it down right now. <laughs> You've been on high on Jameis all year, so kudos to you. You've been saying it. Uh, I'm looking to maybe pick him up in fantasy because I need a quarterback badly, very badly. And... Uh, I Who do you think have right now? Matty Ice. <laughs> MVP from what seems like 10 years ago. Um, 14 to 20, 148 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, you don't really see that too often. Um, 
But I think uh, the, that's the first time in history it's happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's the I, first I, time 150 yards and five touchdowns in history. Okay. It looked very bizarre. Normally with those numbers, maybe you'd see two touchdowns um, if that, but I think the attempts are going to go up. I think the yardage is going to go up. The touchdowns will obviously come down, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of promise. He also had 37 yards on the ground rushing. I think I'm definitely picking him up in fantasy if I want to make the playoffs. Um, but the, def- the the thing I like about the Saints, and I've been saying, is that the, the defense is good, although they've lost a bunch of guys. Uh, paid Marshawn Lattimore $100 million. Then he got hurt. Uh, so good on him. And then I had a bunch of uh, assistant coaches test positive uh, for COVID. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, this was Aaron Rodgers' worst game as a starter in his career. He also needs to sh- cut his hair. Um, it's it's ridiculous. He needs to just go back, take off the mustache, just go back to being that bad man. Discount double check Aaron Rodgers. Man buns are never the answer. That's a fact. Yeah, hard pass. I think the Packers will be fine though. It's one game. Uh, the coach said it was an embarrassment, and Aaron Rodgers basically said, "I'll let him say that it was just one game. Let's calm it down." So Packers will be fine, but I think New Orleans Saints are for real. So good for them. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe the best game of the day, Kansas city chiefs against the Cleveland Browns, Kansas city won at the very end, 33, 29. Mahomes was Mahomesian three touchdowns, 330 yards. Baker bakered with no touchdowns, one interception, the running game for Cleveland took over. Cleveland should have won this game and they had a punt return that was fumbled. And then at their like set 10 yard line after that, it was over. They couldn't come back. Kansas City's offense was amazing. Tyree Kill had almost 200 yards. I just think that Kansas City is the cream of the crop, and Cleveland kept it competitive, but they're just not good enough. And that's what I took it from this game. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think the Chiefs are really good, and you know you can't ever count them out. Uh, Mahomes looked great. Tyree Kill looked fantastic. Kelsey is just unstoppable. Like I don't know what you do. I guess the silver lining is that. Like like you said, Cleveland should have won this game. I think these teams are going to meet in the playoffs again, and I think this was good for them to meet at this point early on in the season, so they know what to what to do next time. I agree. I think both teams will be fine. Both teams should make the playoffs. Kansas City is just better. That's all I took up from the game mostly. Okay, Sunday night, the Rams and Bears. The Rams dominated thirty four fourteen. Justin Fields had a touchdown run for the Bears, which was nice to see. But this game was about Matthew Stafford's being traded there what played dominant three touchdowns no picks 320 yards he had a 50-yard throw to cooper cup that was amazing that jared goff could never do in his life basically after the game sean mcveigh said it's great to have a quarterback they can make all the throws just needling jared goff of how much how trash he is which i thought was a low blow but I'm, I'm cool with it the bears are mediocre with dalton the rams are a super bowl team it's kind of what i thought the score would be so good for the rams what did, the Rams are your team. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought Stafford looked great. Cooper Cup looked like a top 10 receiver. Um, wish Robert Woods was involved in the passing game a little bit more for my fantasy team, but I'll take the W. Um, I like how Stafford involved everyone. Van Jefferson, uh, Higby, even Deshaun. Um, but I thought I thought it I thought it was a great showing. Um, little concerned again with the Rams. Uh, defense against the run because I don't think David Montgomery is that good and he ran all over the Rams but the Rams 
don't really have a good uh, defense against the run. But I, I, I was encouraged. Like, I'm really excited to see this team going forward and if Stafford can keep it up. I'm, I'm, I'm very high on Stafford this year. And, uh, and yeah, it's good. I agree. I think the sky's the limit for the Rams as well. I could honestly see any of the four teams in that division winning it, and I would not be that shocked. It's going to be a great run. It's going to be a great division. And the Bears need to bench Andy Dalton, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, what are you saying? I was going to ask you, do you agree with me that the NFC West is the best division in football? Uh, Clearly, yes. Okay, cool, cool. I don't even think it's close. Okay, because before you said said it was the – I think you said it was the AFC North. Maybe the most competitive. Okay. But – no, I think it's the NFC West. I think all four of those teams are really good. I could see any of them winning. And I think, would you be shocked if all four made the playoffs? No, I, I, I said that on, on one of our shows. I said, I think it can. I don't listen when you talk. Come on. <laughs> I said this was the best division because I think all four can make the playoffs. No, I wouldn't. I have to check if four teams can do that in a division. I know that, you know, there are three wild cards now, but can all three wild cards be in one division? I don't know. There there's no rule. That? There's no rule against it, but I think the math wouldn't work out. That none of them could get enough. I think it just would not be possible math-wise. But and I was trying to think of that. None of them. But I think. I mean, okay. So all of them would have to lose a couple games to each other. But I think they can all win at least ten games. Yeah, it's possible. If if if, but then no other team in any division could could win eleven games besides the division winner. Yeah, they don't. All the that's the problem. Be really bad. Yeah, that's the issue. I, I think I could I could see all four teams winning ten games. I could not see another team in a division not having eleven. That's the only thing, but it's possible Ugh, because it's all that, all that needs to happen is nine teams from the other three divisions uh, winning nine or fewer games. Right? Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Let's move on to the Monday night game really quickly. Vegas and Baltimore. Webb and I both predicted Vegas would win this game. They did. Lamar played like Lamar, electric on the ground. Derek Carr did not blow this. Darren Waller is an animal. I loved watching him. Vegas is good, man. Vegas is a good team. Their defense is okay. And their offense is going to be competitive all season. Uh, Baltimore took a step back. I just, if their defense isn't elite, I'm not sure what they are. And their defense isn't elite anymore. Because Vegas won 33-27. What were your takeaways? Oop, what did I say when we did our AFC West preview? This Raiders team is not bad. Really good passing offense. Uh, I'm not huge on Derek Carr, but he, you know, you've liked him for a long time. And and he's had decent seasons. Um, this team can score and they've had very competitive games. I thought that uh that uh that that the Raiders deserve to win this game. You know, like it was a very exciting game. One of the most exciting games we've seen this weekend or this opening week. And I think your boy, Josh Jacobs, um, if he can stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, he had two touchdowns. Um, if he can stay healthy and just they can they can um, sort of divide the attack more with running the football, because it was mostly it was very pass dominant yesterday. Um, I think the Raiders are in are in good hands, man. And if the Raiders can involve Henry Ruggs, I think this could be a great offense. I'm, they need Henry Ruggs to be Henry Ruggs and the speed guy he was at Alabama, which he hasn't been. 
Brian Edwards has been a way better receiver than him so far, but this receiving core is real. Darren Waller might be the best pass catching tight end in the league that not named Travis Kelsey. And the defense is good enough. I think this offense could be good, man. I think you were right about Vegas being better than I. I thought they'd be okay. You were right. This could be a playoff team with how good the offense is. John Gruden was great yesterday. Uh, I hate looking at him on the sidelines, but he's a pretty good coach. That face he does, man, that like Popeye, that Popeye expression that he does when mm, like he like when he closes one eye and he's just it's it's hilarious. I don't know how he's such a he's such a dramatic, like over the top person. I don't know how they take him seriously. He just seems like he always has this. He has like he turns on this like theatrical performance and like he knows the cameras are rolling and he loves it. It's hilarious. Uh, the ESPN2 broadcast had Peyton Manning and Eli talking about the whole game. During the whole game, it was... And Peyton kept making fun of John Gruden, like wore the hat, and then started insulting Derek Carr, and it was wonderful television. And I wish every Canadian could see it because it's perfect. Derek, Derek Carr's hair does not look real. It looks like... Uh, is, is, is that what he was talking about? I think it was about a throw, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. I know how you feel about Derek Carr now. It's just, <laughs> it just something looks off, man. It just, but anyway, um, good game, good game. Yeah, fun and, game, and, fun and, game. And and to, and to talk about Baltimore, um, the rushing attack looked good. The running game I thought looked really good, considering they've lost sixteen running backs in the past three weeks. So they signed Latavius Murray, and he was he got a touchdown. Tyson Williams had a nice long touchdown run, but this moves with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is electric. He's maybe the best runner in football, like running back excluded. Like he's the best guy at running of anyone. It's crazy. I, I have a question for you. Um, Le'Veon staging Who? that holdout. Who? Yeah, exactly. The, that running back that used to be in Pittsburgh when he was riding jet skis and staging the holdout and, you know, uh, doing the social media thing to basically make fun of the organization. How's how silly does he look now? He didn't even play. I mean, he got forty-five million guaranteed from the Jets, I think. So I think he's okay. But he would have made more money if he just played. Right. That, that's what I mean. He's stupid for doing that. If he had played for the Steelers, he would have made twelve million that year. He would have been good, and they would have probably given him a three-year for forty million dollars deal. He would have made more money. He he lost that season. He lost twelve million that year, and then he this money he never got back. He was it was a terrible idea. We said so at the time, and we look more right now. It was terrible. And and look at him now, though. Like his career is done. Was, he that's what I'm saying. He would have been playing somewhere elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know. He's only sure. he's not he's only 28, 29. What? Yeah, that is he's insane. not that old. That, that's even worse for him. Yeah, he messed up, man. He messed up bad. Okay, let's talk a little basketball really quickly. Uh, it was announced today, John Wall. And the Rockets have agreed he will not play for them anymore while he looks for a trade. He is the second highest paid player in the league. He is the second highest paid point guard in the league. He is making $44 million this season and $47 million next season. Why would anyone trade for him, Webb? I don't understand this. Um, Because he wants out and Houston has had a bad uh, year. They've lost a good portion of the nucleus they built two years ago, Chris Paul, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, although all three went on the Houston at the same time. They brought all those guys in two years ago. 
um, and they're gone. So I think they don't want the toxicity. John Wall clearly wanting out, and they're not going to keep him around. Someone's going to trade for him. He only has a couple years left on his deal. Um, he'll be a free agent in 2023, I believe. Um, and I think I think a team like New Orleans might go after him, um, or the Clippers. It's a lot of money, and they have to pay Zion, and you know they have JV now, Valanciunas. Uh, they're going to have to pay him soon. But I wouldn't be surprised if a team like like uh, the Pelicans or the Clippers went after John Wall. I think John Wall can still play. He's just not the same guy that he was in Washington. I think you are wrong. John Wall cannot still play. Uh, I would never trade him. I mean, if someone will take the contracts, I would gladly move him. But I just think it's ridiculous that a guy like John Wall, who hasn't been good in four years, is like, I want to be moved and I won't play until you move me. Good. Sit out. I would love to not pay you. I would love that. And then if you pay, if you played, you'll be hurt in four games and insurance will pay you even better. Like, I just think this is crazy. So I'm I, I think the money that you'll take on for John Wall's contract is crazy, but he averaged. 20 points a game last year, basically seven assists. Um, you know, he didn't shoot that well, but it was his first game in like three years. I'm not advocating for trading for John Wall. I'm just saying why I think a team might consider it. Not that they should, but that they might. But, you know, I, and, and also... <laughs> Drugs also are why a team would consider it. <laughs> also just don't know. I mean, unless Houston is just going to pay him to not play the entire season. But I don't see Houston playing him at all. He's going to be in street clothes until they, they trade for him. Teams need to stop doing this. You're giving a guy $40 million. Make him play. Don't say, oh, you know, who? you treated James Harden as nice as anyone can be treated. And he still left. So yeah. this coddling guys thing doesn't work because they'll still leave. So at Russ least pay too. them to play. Exactly. <laughs> what you're doing isn't working. These guys don't care. They'll leave anyway, no matter how nice you are to them. So you're paying them. Chris Paul. Mike D'Antoni. Daryl Morey. <laughs> the only guy that ever stayed is Akeem Olajuwon. That's yeah. it. He's the only one. Steve Francis wanted out. Olajuwon yeah. and Yao Ming. Those are only guys that, that stayed. Yao Ming's body left him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, it's just... I would... Like, make a stand. You're Houston. You have no chance. At least have John Wall play. He is an NFL... Uh, sorry, an NBA player while healthy. So just have him play. It's crazy. You're asking for Guys, too much, Coop. Yeah, seriously. Okay, and then really quickly, Aaron Gordon got a four-year extension for $92 million. Boo! I, li- I like Aaron Gordon, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> you got twenty, like $23 million a year? Like, what is going on in Denver? Are, are, oh, are drugs bad. involved? <laughs> What's happening? He has pictures on somebody. I don't know. No, he's an uh, he, he's a good He's a good defender. He is a fine fourth option. But you can't win a title if you're playing your fourth option, $20 million. It's not going to work. So this is a bad idea. Countdown to Jokic asking for a trade. I say two years. Uh, pro- probably, yeah. <laughs> Him and Jamal Murray, I mean, they might stay together. But this is bad. This is a bad idea. I, I saw the money and I was like, what happened? Why would you do this? Like, who else was offering him $100 million? That offer wasn't coming. You know, you know what's even worse? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said he expected to get paid. He put it out there into the media. He had the audacity to do that, and they still paid him. They probably told him, his agent, they were working on a deal. 
So he knew it was coming. It's terrible. Just like he's a, he's a good defender, but yep. in the playoffs, you saw he couldn't be a number three scorer for you because they didn't do very well. So I just I, like in the NBA, it's like no one wanted to trade for him last year. Orlando was like, you can have him. And the Denver was the only one interested, basically. So why did you feel you had to give him this contract? I, you can let players leave. That's OK. He was under contract for this season. Make that, him play it out. Thing. It's not a thing in this league. You have to pay them, and then when they tell you that they don't want to play for you anymore, you have to trade them. Idiots. Now you run a business. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Pay me, yes. Trade me, yes. That's how it goes. These guys are pathetic. It's terrible. <laughs> well, glad we talked about that NBA stuff. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for this week. Webb, I destroyed you week one of the picks. It was embarrassing. I. It was pure dominance. Week two, are you are you gonna study this week so your picks are better on Thursday's show? Are you gonna get better? Um, okay. hell yeah! Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Evan, for listening. Have a great night. Yeah.